Good. Yes. Action, one team, one dream. Welcome to Morning Minutes with myself, Michael Bergio, and Mark Novak. And this morning on Morning Minutes, we're going to be talking about how we feel, what we feel the best team system is in an agency um, and how we can get properties live to the market in, on using instant media, sell properties really fast, get lots of traction, lots of buyers, more money for the client and a new way for buyers as well. Mark, take it from the top. Car like caravans, just want to tell me a bit, to, uh, refresh how caravans used to work as well and probably what and how we still use it. But a lot of agents sort of, I don't know, I don't know if it's selfish or just, they're not working as a team. Well, I'll give you, give you an example. Um, if you walk into our real estate agency and you say, hey, look, I saw three two-bedroom units advertised for sale. If those three two-bedroom two units were, ad, were listed and brought onto the market, by three different salespeople in, internally. So Angelo listed one, Lisa listed one, Glenn listed one, and they, they all had a two bed, all had a different two bedroom unit with different features. Now, if you're a buyer, you really don't care. When you're a buyer, you walk into an agency or you're a ring that agency, you just want to see them all straight away. Now, it's actually, it, it works brilliantly with us because what we actually do is we, we split, we do a, automatic fee split internally that our clients don't know about, buyers don't know about, sellers don't know about. And what actually happens when a buyer walks in the door and says, hey, I want to look at all these three two-bedroom units, that one person, that salesperson has the ability to show all three properties. Now, it's how does it work differently if you don't have that one team model? Yeah, so if you're doing it differently, then you've got to inquire with that agent, make a time with them, go to the other agent, make a time. And a lot of the time, the timings aren't convenient for you where they may be able to see it that day within an hour, then the other agent maybe tomorrow. And the reality is the time, the time for that client to see the properties they need to, to come up with a sound view on what they like or don't like. Cause as an agent, I'm under a strong belief, a buyer really needs to see three to five properties before they can make a decision because they need to see some that are maybe at a higher price, lower, and just get a range of what they like and then come to, is that good value for a property? And the power of what the, the structure we use where you can just nominate one agent, go see all of them straight away, it allows you to get to a decision or a conclusion a lot faster Regardless if that is to buy it or not to buy it, the I think the worst thing from a buyer's point of view and an agent's is being in limbo, not knowing. So you want to get to the conclusion of that's what you like and then that's value and then you can proceed. So that can take a buying process that may be one week to one afternoon. Very powerful stuff and great for the buyers and great for the owners. Hey, can I get you to slide a little bit over the center of the screen? Legend looks like you're falling off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there we are. Um, so yeah, when you're a seller, guys, you've got to be really, really careful because when you're a seller, if your agent, like the great thing with us is you've actually got eight agents working for you. So even though you're, um, you're employing me to say, okay, look, can you sell my place? 
there's the power of seven other real estate agents that are going to be showing their bias through property. And you know what? Sometimes um, people have that relationship. Sometimes I've just got a particularly good relationship with the buyer. Michael, you list the property. And then what can happen is I can take the buyer that I've been working with for one, two or three months through your property and get a commission. People have got to realize you can't do that with with most, with probably 60, 70% of real estate offices. There, if there is a split, it's not a straight down the middle split. It's maybe 10% and that agent doesn't lift a finger um, for a buyer when, an, when someone else has listed another property internally in the office. And I'll tell you how, how that works in a live example. Let's say you meet a young family that's looking for a, a three-bedroom home in Narrowena. You, you know this buyer's, um, say you've got a great relationship with this buyer. So they're not really looking elsewhere. They've just said, Michael, I want to buy this buy property through you. You've done a lot with us just farming that property. Now, let's say your colleague, Mark, has a property that will tick all their boxes, but you may have another one that you think may tick their boxes in four weeks. So what, yeah. what that agent will do, instead of saying, hey, John and Kerry, my a colleague has a property I think would be great for you, because he knows let, he will only get 10% of the commission, but if they buy the property he may have coming up in four weeks, he'll get 100%. He won't tell John and Kerry about that other listing. That means they don't get to see it, and the vendor of that property doesn't get doesn't get that buyer that could be perfect for it. And sometimes there could already be a buyer on it. And that second buyer creates that competition that may get that owner five, 10, 50 grand more for the property. With agents running it uh, more of a selfish structure, they're only gonna save it for their listing. And that just isn't in the best interest. It is for the agent, but it is not for the clients, which then reverts to not being in the best interest for the agent. But you just want to help people and do what's best for them and show them as many properties as you can. If you do, as Lisa Novak always says, if you do right by people, the money will come. So don't think of the money first. An example of that is when um, with buyers, say you want to buy a car, right? And you walk in, you go, oh, look, you know, I really, I think I want a Corolla, but I'm also happy to look at the Ravs and I'm happy to look at, you know, the uh, the, the other cars that are there. And you go, no, nah, no, nah, look, sorry, I can only sell the Corolla to you. You go, what do you mean? You go, well, you've got to speak to Barry or you've got to speak, if you want to talk to, about the Rav and the other car over there, we've got to speak to Mary about that. It's not in the client's best interest. The industry's got it backwards. It's gone wrong. It used to be that way, the way we operate it. The way we operate is probably a bit of an old-fashioned way, but it's where the client wins, where the Wasn't, client gets the best service. And didn't they used to do it on a much larger scale between companies? I remember hearing yeah. on a Tuesday, all agents from all companies or whatever day it was would meet at one agent's listing. So let's say I've got a listing, people from LJ Hooker, Rain and Horn, all these companies would all meet at this property all yeah. in different cars, there'd be 50 cars parked out at the front of this house. The listing agent would run a tour of the property and then everyone would go to another one. Is that correct, Mark? Is that what happened? Yeah, so, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there used to be a system called EAC Multilist. And yes. what, used to, what used to happen, it was an inter-office um, property sharing tool where you could actually... Every, and we, that's where we, our industry got the word caravan from because uh, it was from the EAC multi-list days. I can't remember what day it used to be. I think it was a Thursday morning. Mm. 
if I if my memory serves me correctly. And this is back in 1993. So the system was around for about 10 or 15 years, the EAC multi-list system. And what would happen is I would list that property on EAC multi-list system and then any agent on the northern beaches that was part of EAC multi-list could actually sell that property. So when a property came onto market, it was bloody hilarious. We would have 100 or 120 real estate agents racing to that property, then to the next property, then to the next property to have a look through at all the new properties coming on the market. I love that. I, what, where did that fall away? Did it fall away when the buy the market came so strong? Buyers, like you, that's probably when you had to work a lot harder for buyers. Um, you did. did why and did it, why did it fall away? That sounds great. Yeah, look, it, it was it was certainly fun because all yeah, the, the real estate agents are are. are hilarious so to get them all in one room um it, it was there was people there was these love hate relationships that were just so funny but mm. the eac multi-list caravan that we used to do it fell away i think um a lot of people just started not putting only putting putting properties on that were could not be sold just rubbish properties yeah um so it sort of ended, ended up being just the dregs and, and you know stuff that couldn't be sold and it was too high a price um would go on to the eac multi-list unfortunately but look it was a terrific system for 10 to 15 years and people got so much value out of it but we work that way ladies and gentlemen so i i you know i heavily promote that you know, we, we do, we have a, internally people would know, but we've got a fee, a fee split of almost half-half where the listing agent, the person that brings a property to the um, to the off, to the team, to the office, gets 50%. And then the selling agent gets the other half. And then what happens is there's this competitive bidding between us. So what? So often we'll have two or three different agents with their buyers you're putting offers in on behalf of, of the buyers and the owner is just getting this cracker of a price. Believe it or not, sometime, sometimes agents, if you know, uh, won't bat as hard for a client if, um, if, if, you know, depending on different circumstances, but mm. we bat hard because we want to get the selling commission. Otherwise, another agent in the office is yeah. going to sell it. And you know what I love that comes from that system and the competitiveness is then we do a best and fairest. So a lot of owners that always, like, especially in a yeah. strong market, like, should I do an auction? I want that sort of vibe. But a lot of the time, especially when the market's not as strong, you don't want to have an auction with one person because it doesn't always work out that well. Um, but with the how we tailor, how we end when we've got the, say, three agents all with one buyer each competing for this one property, then we'll basically do like a closed letter, best offer, and then we open it. And some, and so what will happen there, you would say by five o'clock on Tuesday, um, all those agents submit the best offer from their buyer in writing with the terms, which is a big one as well. The terms and whoever is the successful will get the property. And, the own, and a lot of time you do that at the level when you sort of add a level that owners are happy with, let's say 800,000. You may have three offers, for an example, at three, 790, 800, 805, and they're all around the same ballpark. So the owner goes, I'm happy with this. But this is where agents bring the extra money for their client and make the money, like make way more than what our fee is. Because then you do a best and fairest. And because the buyers only get one chance, a lot of the time we've seen, I've seen up to 50, 60 grand more 
on a unit. So they're at 800 and someone goes um, 810, but then you have one by that is 840. And the owner's like, well, how'd you get that extra 40 grand? And that's the value um, that it brings from the competition. But people don't realize that um, competition breeds competition. Sometimes you often yeah. don't want to don't want to compete with yourself. Like it doesn't sort of make sense. Do you know what I mean? So this competition of having multi agents in the office working for an owner, this competition is just simply it's it's just unbelievable. And like you said, there how many examples do we have every month where we've gotten forty grand because of that competition environment we've got? And it guys and girls, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about the way we work at Novak as a team. We do we are structured differently to the majority of real estate offices in Sydney, where we actually we're not squads, we're not running in our own lane, we're a team getting the best price for a property. So an example is today when you jump on social media at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, you'll see eight real estate agents walking through one house and the reason why that doesn't happen and why you don't see that anywhere else in social media is because an agent lists a property and sells that property and nobody else in their office can sell that property it's weird the old-fashioned yep. way that the, that the other way i should say is weird it is and the and then it really emphasized the power of instant media because when that old pitch the agent would be like let's before we go to the portals let me market it to my database and you've got to have everything prepared the speed now it goes to a database slash um social media is crazy so you do the caravan but it's eight agents all going live doing a video on their respective portals it's incredible and just it just speeds it up it, it it's really good and that's why they're heading today's one team one dream um, team, teamwork, or did I say teamwork makes the dream work, and there's no I in team because that's how our foundation is set, and it and it works very well for owners. Um, anything else you want to add on today, Mark? Where else do you want to go with that? Um, now look, that's that's it, and I think I know a lot of people ask us about it, so it's good, it's good, it's great just to give people a bit of an inroad. But we're often pitching with clients, so clients are saying, "Why should we use you to sell?" And this has given us an absolute huge edge over any of our competition because you've got eight real estate agents selling your property, not just one, or eight real estate agents. It's like buyers times eight. You're not waiting yeah. for those buyers to come off. Um, realestate.com.au or the old-fashioned ways they're, they're there in the agents in the eight different agents buyer database and they compete it's the best way to get the to get the highest price for property we do it we do it well it's so true like if you're looking at an agent they call in three uh, an owner they call in three agents there may be, let's say there's agent a who's an absolute gun and then agent b let's say we're agent b in this scenario and the other agent's 10% better than whatever way you look at it, just say 10% better than the agent uh, at Novak. But then when you look at this open selling caravan, when you see there's seven other agents behind who are doing tremendous as well, even if they're all on path, let's say they're 80%, eight agents at 80% is better than one agent at 95%. For example, like it just it max it packs a mean punch, which is you know what in the best interest for everybody. I, um I watched the Michael Jordan do documentary on Netflix. Yes. Um, yes. It's on It's on at the moment and um, it's great. I think it's eight episodes and they talk about Michael Jordan playing um, a 
great game. He's just this beast, right? He's just such a good player. Yeah. And then what actually happens is they acknowledge that he's just a really good player. Everyone's like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. But they're not number one in the comp. Yeah. And year after year after year, Michael Jordan is just one, he's one of the best players in the comp. But it's like he's, he's not... You know, he wasn't... He was probably like... I'd say if you had to rank him, he was like top three to ten players in, in the whole comp, yeah. right? And this this um, this new coach comes along and absolutely annihilates Michael Jordan. And he says, dude, I'm changing the way the, the, the team works. I, I want – you're going to have less ball time. Um, and this is the configuration. It was like a diamond pattern that he had. Yeah, the triangle pattern. Yeah. He had the team in. And he's like, and everyone's got, I'm really, and everyone's going to be passing the ball more. So anyway, the coach trains the whole team to play a different game with Michael Jordan. Because anyway, the reason behind that is, just quickly to emphasise and break that, because he was top scorer for, the, for every team, every player, say with 40, averaging 40 points a game. But 40 points a game does not win you a game when, let's say, the average score is 90. You need 90 points to win. Even if you've got the best player scoring 60, that's still not enough. You need to be a team. So he says, I'd rather have you scoring 50, but three other players also scoring 50, and we're at 150. So that's where it comes down to. You need to be a team. And guess what happened? Then the team started winning. They won six premierships in eight years. They were unstoppable. And the two years they didn't win was really the two years he didn't play. So it would have been amazing if he did it. But strong team is better than a strong individual player when we're in a team sport. If you're playing golf yourself, fair enough. Be the best. But we're in a team sport. If you have the... And, but a lot of agents run it like individual, like they're a golf player. But you don't have to be. That's like saying, I could play... I don't know, you could play tennis doubles, but yes, you're the best singles player. But if you have the option of another player, why wouldn't you use it? It'd be silly. Yeah. So that's where we come into. But, and um, that's the thing. Highly skilled agents is what you're employing as well. So the way we work is, yes, we're a team, but everyone's there's, it's not like a team of juniors. It's a team of pro players. That's yes. going to always win the game of getting the best price for a client. Absolutely, hands down. Hey, Adida. Um, yeah, I was just about to say, good to see you. Missed you. Adidas when are you coming there, back? Rosemary, Kim, Fort Media Legends. Yeah. Uh, Russell, Russell Russo, Piers. G'day, is everyone there? Piers Dom, Nova, there he is. On. Fab, there's Fabulous from Fabulous yeah. Clinics. Sydney Eyelashes, Dom. Legends, yeah. guys, legends. legends. But that's... That's the um, that's the breakdown of teamwork makes the dream work, everyone. So uh, yep. if you can if you can in any industry, if you can manage your crew and your team to play a better game to deliver better results for clients in, in a coordinated um, manner, it's always going to do better than than, than the one man band, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because that that person can have a bad game. That that. That Michael Jordan can have a bad game, but if the rest of the team's kicking, if the rest of the yep. cylinders are firing, um, it'll be okay. You can afford to. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Back tomorrow morning. Giddy up. Have a hey, great James. day, everyone. Love you. I hope you enjoyed the good good long weekend. It was good, eh? Yeah, it was good. Cheers, guys. It's a cracker. Bye. See you, everyone.
blah, blah, blah. 